0: All the people are coming hey, in. Hi Bonnie. Good morning. Hi Bonnie. Good morning, Frank. The picture. Hi Frank. Good Hi, Raleigh. Morning, John R. Morning, Terry. Morning. Hey Bert. Good morning. <laughs> Hi, Judy and Robert. Uh good morning. <laughs> <laughs> good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good okay. morning. Good morning. Hi, Diana. No. Morning, Lisa. Good morning. Hi, Jim. Hi, hi. hi. Okay. Hi, hi. Okay. So glad everybody's here. Welcome, welcome. This morning, Tom Miller and I will offer the words from our hymnal uh, that call us into worship, the words that come from John Buren's. Blessed are those who yearn for deepening more than escape, who are not afraid to grow in spirit.
1: Blessed are those who take seriously the bonds of community, who regularly join in celebration and learning, who come as much to minister as to be ministered to.
0: Blessed are those who bring their children, who invite their friends to come along, to join in fellowship, service, learning, and growth.
1: Blessed are those who support the church and its work by their regular, sustained, and generous giving, and who give of themselves no less than their money.
0: Blessed are those who know that the church is often imperfect, Yet, rather than harbor feelings of anger or disappointment, bring their concerns and needs to the attention of the church leaders.
1: Blessed are those who, when asked to serve, do it gladly, who realize that change is brought about through human meeting, who do the work of committees and stay till the end.
0: Blessed are those who speak their mind in meetings, who can take and give criticism, who keep alive their sense of humor.
1: Blessed are those who know that the work of the church is the transformation of society, who have a vision a of vision, a beloved community transcending the present and who do not shrink from controversy, sacrifice, or change.
0: Blessed are they indeed. Let us worship together. And we acknowledge that the land we gather on as a congregation, where we live, work, and play, was not freely given to us. We are gathered on the ancestral land of the Nuchu, or Ute, Apache, Pueblos, Hopi, Zuni, and Diné Nation. This was also a site of trade, gathering, and healing for other Native tribes. We recognize the Indigenous peoples as original stewards of this land. As these words are spoken and heard, the ties nations have to their ancestral homelands are renewed and reaffirmed. We acknowledge that our use of and benefit from this land came at a dire cost to Native nations and peoples whose land we now inhabit. I am Katie Candarian Morris, Minister of the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Durango. I am so grateful to be creating community with this congregation full of beautiful, caring, and justice filled people. In these tender times in which we are experiencing trauma and acting for a more just world, it is a balm being together, responding to the world's heartache with our liberal religious values. As Unitarian Universalists, we celebrate our radical roots and history as self-motivated spiritual people who think for ourselves and recognize that personal experience influences our beliefs more than anything. We gather in the spirit of covenant. As we worship, shaping things of worth, we create community, offering opportunities for transformation. Let us be reminded of the many ways that that can happen. Now, won't you join me in an attitude of prayer? Spirit of life, God of many names and none at all, help me to be authentic, to experience worship as practice, to be a congregation of spiritual growth, To hear music as an avenue for deepening. To listen for the good news. To wrestle with theology as challenge. To feel ministry as companioning. To consider success as one more person loved. Spirit of life, God of many names and none at all. May I commit my life to that which matters most. Let us hold silence for just a moment. May it be so. Amin Ashe Amen. Blessed be. The Unitarian poet, E.E. Cummings, declared, we can never be born enough. In his brilliant little book, Growing a Beloved Community, retired UU minister Tom Owen Toll connected that statement with our whole tradition, describing it as fluid, unsettled, growing, a movement, Everything matters because nothing is carved in stone. We can never be born enough. It might seem to be summoning that Christian phrase, born again, describing a one-time transformational event. This, then this. But to that, I remember when I used to see a religious liberals respond, like with their bumper sticker that said, born right the first time aligning with the universalist theology that trusts in that fundamental worth and spiritual growth. Yet, in an affirmation of the power of that spiritual birth, that spiritual journey, my colleague Rob Hardys points to the powerful motto of 16th century Unitarian reformer Francis David, Semper Reformata, always reforming. This motto could be ours today. We can never be born enough again and again. The other morning, Ron and I drove downtown and we put our ballots in the drop box. It's time to put our values into votes. And I'm fiercely pulled back to recalling John Lewis's posthumous message printed in the Times. Together, he said, you can redeem the soul of our nation. I urge you to answer the highest calling of your heart and stand up for what you truly believe. I've got the iconic 1965 photo here of a young John Lewis Um, crossing that bridge leading out to Selma just before he, along with many other marchers, were beaten. And in July of this year, a horse-drawn wagon carried his coffin over that same arched bridge a final time. As Bernice King remembered Lewis, she said, the most astounding thing about Congressman Lewis being left for dead on that bridge is how he got up both physically and spiritually. When he recovered, he recovered without a trace of bitterness or hostility or without losing hope in our democracy. And here now is a quiet picture of the bridge, which uh, I took when I visited there this past January during my sabbatical, standing just a few feet back from where John Lewis stood, looking west into Selma. And finally, behind me, behind us, if we were standing there on that bridge, the next photo shows my favorite thing Which is this large stone with rocks surrounding it, with the quote that comes from Joshua in scripture When your children shall ask you in time to come, saying, What mean these 12 stones? Then you shall tell them how you made it over. And finally, The last slide here is a a picture of the website. And you might see down there, it says, join us on October 27th, 2020. Well, okay, we probably aren't going to be able to attend that. But uulivinglegacy.org is the website of the Living Legacy Project of Unitarian Universalism. And periodically, these trips are made Uh, for these areas, to take a pilgrimage trip with Unitarian Universalist leaders, and I'm going to recommend that to you. I think that this is the living legacy trip is a compelling trip that I believe would be transformational. I know I have been inspired. Make a commitment, keep being born, keep journeying. Sometimes I think of those civil rights foot soldiers with so much reverence that I can almost forget their goal, to be treated with dignity as a fully worthy person, to be able to live and work and love and to move about freely without fear of violence or oppression. Thinking also of Sarah's story today for our Faith Formation. And yet, the foremost goal of that march, that civil rights, human rights march from Selma to Montgomery, was about how those things are exemplified in our democracy. And then this was a demand to end voter discrimination. Established in the Constitution, voting enfranchisement had to be amended. Again, in the 15th, the 19th, and then later in the 26th Amendment, six months after 25,000 marchers finally made it over and walked 50 miles from Selma to the Alabama State Capitol, sleeping alongside the road, the highway, as they made their way there. President Lyndon Johnson signed the Voting Rights Act outlawing discriminatory practices that kept people from color, uh, people of color, from being able to register to vote. By the end of 1965, a quarter of a million new Black voters had registered to vote. And bafflingly, the Supreme Court gutted that act in 2013. Uh, Maybe, the more I think about it, maybe it's not baffling because now voters who are discriminated against bear the burden of proving that they are disenfranchised. They have to prove it because of what happened to that Voting Rights Act. We have clearly seen that marginalization in recent days, right? You only have to turn on the TV or open your, lap, your laptop or look in your old-fashioned paper newspaper for a moment to see Georgia, where suppression is requiring voters to stand in line for over eight hours, winding through large parking lots. The other day, I saw someone report 11 hours This needs to be made a federal crime. We may be fortunate here in Colorado. I have this grateful feeling every time I see one of those notices on television with Secretary of State Jenna Griswold explaining with great calm and clarity our state's election model that works so well. We may not have state-led voter suppression, But Griswold has had to push back against the presidential efforts to use a post office to slow down uh, suppressing votes. She's had to inform us to then refrain from using the post office to send back the ballots when it's eight days before the election. If it's eight days before, you better use the drop box, she says and she expresses disdain for the tactics used to keep Americans from having their voices heard, distress that any American would have to stand in line and visit a crowded voting facility during a pandemic. In this congregation, many of our people have contributed to UU The Vote through the local organization Vote Forward, making, mailing postcards, writing letters, texting to encourage voting. And here's again where I do a thumbs up or I do a cheers and you can too. Thank you, thank you. As Unitarian Universalists, we are ready to show up for the 2020 election like never before. Our forebears and ancestors gave us blueprints for seeking justice in the world and speaking truth to power. We educate for liberation, countering white supremacy culture that we've internalized and left unaddressed. Beginning with our youngest ones, we continue the work through our lifespan. Learning, voting, and celebrating Membership Sunday. Our ceremony traditionally features our newest members lined up down the center aisle of our sanctuary, If you can remember, you can think and put yourself in that space. We enfold those new folks by the rest of the congregation as a tangible reminder of the community that holds us. The community that supports us and challenges us for deepening a spiritual relationship if we so choose and the faith community that believes in us and strengthens us through all those opportunities to be born and reborn again. You know it. We are not going to get there alone. We need community to be the bridge from the best instincts of our hearts into the world. We need to be summoned and spurred on by a community of hope and vision. John Lewis talked about that spirit, that burning bush, those continuing sparks of transformation, which lead people to join this fellowship during a time such as this. John Lewis looked back earlier when he said, in the civil rights movement, James Lawson and I used to speak about making our city a beloved community, a community at peace with itself. It is a sense of coming together to serve the common good. He went on, the journey toward the beloved community is a journey of a lifetime. I speak a great deal about the possibility of building one house, one family, And you cannot build one house or one family or one community if you're not somehow consumed by the spirit of love, end quote. These are big weeks coming up affecting the aspirations of our hearts and souls. I never thought I'd be leading you without hearing your breathing in front of me, without seeing the Movement in the seats, feeling the notes sung together. I love us in the sanctuary. But I love you even more in this time while we sacrifice for each other. I hope you keep reaching out to one another and to the good trouble you can find right now as I believe we can build the beloved community right where we are. Welcome. Welcome to our newest committed. Keep journeying. May it be so. Amen. Ashe. Blessed be.